Hi there, and welcome to the Pursuit of Wholeness podcast. My name is Sally Twelman, and I am obsessed with all things wellness, the basics like food, nutrition, and fitness, and all the other things that help us feel well and be our best, like mind-body medicine, meditation, breath work, mindfulness, thought work, and some more tangible things like finding balance and creating better habits and figuring out how to do all the things so that we can feel our best as women, as mothers, and as multifaceted humans. Believe me, I understand this balancing act because in addition to being a dietitian and an integrative wellness coach, I am also a mom of three busy kids. I'm just trying to do my best every day but I'm super excited you're here as I share my knowledge and experience and as we seek and learn together how to feel well, be healthy, and live a fulfilling life in our own pursuit of wholeness. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Wholeness podcast. Today, I wanted to talk to you about something that I've noticed during a few of my coaching sessions, it's funny that these things sometimes topics and different types of situations seem to come in clusters. And what I've noticed over the last couple of weeks is how often I'm having conversations about adding more variety to your diet, to your diet, the client's diet, or even their family's diet. I've noticed that a lot of people have a lot of really limited foods that they eat and especially healthy foods. And I understand why this happens. It can happen because people don't really have a lot of experience cooking different things or they've never really thought about adding different things. But really, variety is the spice of of life, as they say. Because um, having a large variety of the types of foods that you eat really helps you to increase the amount of really healthy nutrients for you. So often I have people who themselves have always had a really limited diet or their kids have a really limited diet. So they eat what they have. And let me just take the example of the adult client who has maybe who only eats a few things or has a lot of aversions to a lot of different things. So often what they say is like, uh, I don't like that. Oh, I've tried that before and I don't like it. Like I'll say, well, when was the last time you had broccoli? And they say, oh, I don't like broccoli. I was like, well, when did you have it last? And they say, oh, well, I haven't had it since I was a kid. <laughs> and so what I tell them is that just because we didn't like it when we were kids, it doesn't mean that one, we can't grow to like things, but also that our tongue and our taste profile is actually dependent on multiple different things. It's dependent on our taste buds, but luckily our taste buds actually change and modify every two weeks. It's also dependent on or history with food, like maybe someone has eaten something and then gotten sick. And so they've developed a aversion to that particular food. Sometimes that can get very ingrained in our profile 
(laughs) But we can often try it again with working on some of the, the mental speak that we have when we try these different things. And that really makes a huge difference. So either way, a lot of times people will have a very limited diet. And so their diet is actually kind of nutrient deplete in some of the really important micronutrients. These micronutrients are things like vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, and these are really what help us keep our body healthy and help us keep our body really working like it should, maintaining good blood sugar control, maintaining good hormone and neuroproduction creation. And so what people will notice, I mean, a lot of people have these issues. They will notice that they're kind of low energy. They are not sleeping well. They have chronic unexplained weight gain. Maybe they have some skin issues like psoriasis or eczema. And this is because we're not getting the right nutrients in our diet. And also, it's hard for us to try new things because our tastes have become accustomed to what we eat all the time. And this is true both for the good stuff and also the bad stuff. I don't want to say bad because there's an, there is room for everything in a well-balanced diet, but particularly manufactured foods have been created to hit all of our most pleasurable taste centers. And so whenever we primarily eat manufactured food, they all have they hit the taste centers and they all have a very specific and predictable flavor. Like as you notice, you could get box mac and cheese and it's the same thing all the time. It tastes the exact same way every single time. And if it has any slight taste variation, that can be very disturbing. And this is really by design by the food manufacturers because we are creatures of habit and having predictable things really help us feel comfortable. So some of these patterns really get ingrained in our taste profile and our preferences, especially as children. And so we start to become used to only having very similar foods and very similar types of foods. And so anything that has variety or has a more pungent flavor like Brussels sprouts or like brie cheese or something like that. Gouda cheese is probably a better... Like that all... It tastes very uncomfortable to us. So like if you have box mac and cheese, it tastes the exact same. But say you have cherries and one cherry's really sweet, one cherry's kind of tart, one cherry has a little bit of a like tangy bitter or tangy flavor. And so natural food has a very wide variety. And we get into ruts with eating certain things, especially as kids, and it becomes very uncomfortable to try other things. Another thing about kids is that they start to develop like preferences and they don't really want to change what they're eating. They really like having the hot dogs and the chips and the sweet yogurt and the taste and texture of broccoli is very jarring to you. And so you become kind of, you avoid those things. And then as we become 
adults, we bring some of those same preferences into our adulthood and we don't really try new things. But we have to remember is that our frontal lobes don't get fully developed until we're around 25. That's true for men. Women, it's maybe slightly younger, but our frontal lobes, meaning our ability to have long-term thinking is not really fully developed until we are older. And so some of... If we were only living from a place of this feels good, I like this, then having french fries and sweet yogurt is of course the thing that we're going to like eating. But we as adults with our ability to look into the future and decide that we have to do certain things in order to be healthy and feel well, then the broccoli is very necessary. And so we can't just rely on the taste that we developed as children to dictate what we eat later because of course, we're not going to really like those things. So like I'm saying, so many people have gotten into a rut where they either haven't tried new things, don't know how to have new things. And so their diet becomes very limited. Another thing is, and I kind of brought this up before, is that when you are eating mainly processed and manufactured foods, your desire for those foods stays really high and your aversion to the more pungent things becomes worse. But the good news is, is that because so many factors go into what we crave and what we eat, some of this can be shifted, uh, both for you and for your children. So what goes in to the foods that we prefer? So these are things like taste. And like I said before, our taste buds actually change over every two weeks. And so you may have something that you really dislike on week one, but you know that it's good for you. And so the next time you have it, it's not quite as bad. And then two weeks later, it's something really more appealing. So taste affects preferences, smell, which is really a big part of taste. Also your habits, what you're used to, your culture, your upbringing. Also your GI bacteria really helps to influence what we crave because our GI bacteria, depending on if we have more beneficial bacteria, less beneficial bacteria, then our GI bacteria will crave the foods that it has been eating. And so if you have been eating foods that are more manufactured, more processed, then when you stop eating those things or when you eat... Well, not necessarily when you eat the new things, but, but when you stop eating those things, your cravings for those things really go up. So how do you change this? First thing is exposure. We have to expose ourselves to new food so that we can find new ways to eat those foods in enjoyable ways. So exposing ourselves to the new foods and doing it frequently. And then really having a open mind about what we're eating. So as I say about everything, 
how we talk to ourselves about what we're doing is so important in helping us really either like it or not like it. And that really helps us kind of decide whether this is going to be a pleasurable experience or not. So say you're trying to eat healthier and you normally go out to fast food and get a burger and fries. Well, of course, that is going to taste the exact same every time. And it's going to hit all those pleasure centers. But maybe you want to bring a sandwich and then some cut up vegetables. Well, if you go into having that sandwich and cut up vegetables and fruit or whatever you have brought (laughs) and you go into it and you're like, I have to have this and I would so much rather go out and get the other thing. Well, while you're eating that, it's going to really taste black and you're not very likely to stick to it very long. Our mind is so powerful. And the more we engage our mind in really moving us towards where we want to go, it creates such a different experience with our life. What we believe comes true. It's really a self-fulfilling prophecy. So really work on having a positive attitude. I used to have a sign in my office that I actually got from my mom She was a school teacher for like 25 years. And when she retired, she had tons of things from her classroom. And one of the things that she had was a sign that that said, attitude is everything, pick a good one. (laughs) And I love that because it's so true. So one, have a positive attitude about the things that you're eating and really have Uh, talk positively about it to your kids. So this is one of the strategies I help when I work with families to help them incorporate more um, healthy eating is one, be really positive about adding those things to the kid's plate. If the kids are little, you can be like, isn't this delicious? Ooh, it's so good. (laughs) And like really sell it to them. If the kids are older, that works a little less well. So what I do with my own kids is really like educating them on the benefit of adding these things. And they're going to dig their heels in some, but kids really want, they truly want the best for you. And so sometimes when people are making these changes, I encourage them to say, we're going to be eating healthier because I really want to get healthier and I want you to get healthier. And it's really all about how you frame it because how you consciously frame it starts to rewrite some of those unconscious or less conscious belief systems around certain things. And then also start noticing your cravings. You will notice, and this is such an amazing thing, you will notice the more healthy foods you have in the beginning, it's maybe a little bit more like me you will begin really craving those those healthier foods because your body wants to be nourished. It wants to feel good. And so your taste will actually change too. So you will begin craving some of those different foods. I'm not saying you're not going to crave the French fries because you will, and you should have them sometimes. And when you do have them, 
really mindfully eat them. Be very intentional about savoring how it feels, the mouthfeel, the taste, the smell, how it makes you feel. And that will really help you enjoy it more or maybe even notice that like, this is actually not as good as I thought it would be. So (laughs) it's really funny how that happens. I know sometimes one of the things that I constantly work on for myself is being really intentional when I eat. Because like you, I have a million things to check off my to-do list. And sometimes food becomes one of those things. And I really fall into the trap of just eating. And then I eat really fast. And then I have less. (laughs) I don't enjoy it as much. And it also doesn't really fit that emotional hunger need. So I have a really great episode all about intuitive eating that if you want more about that, I will link it below. But really becoming a mindful, intuitive eater is so helpful to help you really when you are eating those maybe less ideal foods, it really helps you to slow down and really savor and enjoy that food just so you can appreciate it that much more. So the main points of this episode are really to inspire you to get more variety in your diet because variety will give you the best chance of getting as many of the nutrients as you possibly can to help to nourish and feed your body as much as possible. And of course, try to make as much of that plant food because that is where you will get a lot of the vitamins, trace minerals, phytochemicals, and then also fiber. Have a good attitude about it. Like my mom's sign said, attitude is everything. Pick a good one. Try them more than once because it takes a while to retrain your palate and preferences. Also develop a habit for looking for ways to kind of change things up. Have them available. You can have the best intentions of trying new things, eating new things, but if you never have them in your fridge to be cooked, then it's hard. So also help your kids to really develop their taste so that their health can be as good as you want yours to be. So remember that a lot of the health issues that we develop as adults actually have begun developing in our teens and young adulthood. So really help to encourage your kids to eat healthy, to develop a really broad palate for things. And so try new things. Maybe at restaurants, if you're more hesitant to buy the food at the store and make it yourself, or really what I encourage people to do is to just try a recipe, find it on Pinterest that that sounds interesting and just try it. I mean, the thing about cooking is that it's supposed to be fun. And there are so many really different ways of cooking certain things and nothing has to be perfect. 
you will definitely make mistakes. You will definitely make recipes. I feel like I do like like once a week, I make something new and I'm like, this was not good. <laughs> Nobody eat this. Everybody make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And that's totally fine. That's part of learning how to do different things. But but maybe try the new thing with something that you really like. Like maybe you know that you will always like Italian seasoning. Maybe make the Brussels sprouts with that so that you can really set yourself up for success. If you try too many variations on something, you may not like it quite as much. So don't be afraid to try something new at home. And I know another really tricky thing is even knowing what to look for on Pinterest. Because if you haven't tried the new thing, you may not know even what butternut squash is. So maybe ask your friends like what they're eating, what they really like, maybe what... So we're moving into fall here and... I love fall cooking because there are so many new things that I add into my fall menu that I don't have during the spring, like like squashes and mainly squashes like pumpkin, butternut squash. I like to make lots of like stews and soups and stuff in the crock pot. So I really encourage you just to look around for things. And if you need some ideas, I actually have a free fall recipe bundle that you can download on my website. And it is filled with tons of delicious nutrient-packed fall recipes like pumpkin gnocchi, which is so good, a squash-based soup, a crock pot rotisserie chicken, and then I also put on there a um, bone broth recipe that that you can use after you make the uh, rotisserie chicken. And all of these meals are <laughs> super easy. They are simple and they are either crockpot meals or they are 30-minute meals because I know you are probably like me and you want something delicious and healthy for your family, but you don't have a lot of time during the week to be slaving away in your kitchen. So try these and you may have already had all of these vegetables and flavors. I hope you still love them, but maybe some of these recipes will challenge your taste buds. So I hope you love them. I will also make a link and put it in the notes below. So that's really all I wanted to tell you. I wanted to remind you that variety is the spice of life. And by adding new a new variety of foods and spices, it not only helps you nourish your body, but it adds spice to your life. So thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I wish you love, peace, and health in your own pursuit of wholeness. See you next time.